Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in the Warriors of Denver Dave and Punk Raider, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey boys. Hey. Good evening, Jim. Oh, hello. How are we? Tired. I thought we agreed you were gonna you were gonna introduce me as the draft aficionado. I thought that was the agreement. Well, that's what you agreed. Draft aficionado. Yeah. <laughs> draft master, apparently. How how does that how work you, then? Well, exactly. How, how did how did you self congratulate yourself into that title? Because, as I'm sure we'll go into, we were pretty accurate with the uh, with our mock draft. We were okay. Uh, but if, you'd, if you would have solely listened to me, you'd have got 19 out of 32 <laughs> in the first round. There were some I picked that you, you know, took away. Ah, boys, boys, the draft is finished. Let's quickly go through our teams, shall we? Because that's the most important thing in the world. Uh, let's start <laughs> with those Denver Broncos, because they were picking highest, because they were worst last year. Um, True. Dave. Dave, talk, talk me through this draft then, mate. How, how happy are you on a scale of one, two, jizz? <laughs> um, not quite a jizz level, but okay. I think we've done a very good job in total. I think we moved around more than I'd anticipated, um, considering it was uh, George Payton's first, uh, it was his first draft. But mm-hmm. we addressed needs all the way through. and We got players um, coming in in positions that would really give us strength. The... The fact that we picked up three seven round seven rounders mean that you you know they are somewhat shot in the dark, so it gives them uh, it gives us extra sort of unknowns and variables that I really quite like. I love watching a, a sort of round five, six, or seven player going into uh, going into camp because you never know what they're going to turn into. They might end up being brilliant, or you never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about know, the big Philip ones. It's about the big ones, so. Big ones uh, in, at nine. in, at, yeah, in at nine, and we had the opportunity to take um, Hall, uh, take Justin Fields. Opted not to, and in, instead went for Pat Sertain. It it's a bit of a weird one in the fact that we've got cover at cornerback, but nowadays you need four good, solid cornerbacks. Um, we had we had three. Have you noticed um, it goes up every time that they yeah. they draft or pick up a new cornerback. So no, yeah, you need two. To you know, after three inches, oh no, you definitely need three. Now we're in. Oh no, you definitely need four. <laughs> yeah. Hey Dave. Well, Dave, in that mock draft, who did I have the Denver Broncos mocking? I I can't recall. To be honest, it was such a such a long time ago. It was Pat Sertan, mate. And and you said to me, "There's no way we're taking Pat Sertan. We don't need him. We don't need a bloody corner." No, I, I agree. I agree. I don't believe that we need a corner. But what we've done is made a position, an important position, significantly better. Okay. So it, it makes us better and it adds depth. Um, and after this draft, I think we come away from it with, you know, being significantly better than we were on defense, at least anyway. Um, he didn't pick up fields. That was a bone of contention for many people on Twitter. But, you know, the only GM who really opted for Justin Fields was Ryan Pace. Now, if I have to trust the judgment of anyone, <laughs> it's probably not going to be Ryan Pace. I look at Fields and I say, okay, I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a head coach. I'm not a scout. I'm not a GM. You know, I'm just someone who can look at look at and go, I really like that guy. Now, if I had a choice between... Uh, Fields or Bridgewater I probably will go Fields because I quite like him but I can see why we've opted for Teddy Bridgewater so we've we've basically picked up a guy ninth overall who could end up being a solid uh, cornerback for the next 5-10 years for us so I think it's a good pick and second round pick 
Javante Williams, the running back out of uh, North Carolina, he's a good, solid pick. We moved up in the second round to get him as well. So we can be very, very happy with that. Yeah, you I gave up two it, picks uh, to get him and then got a seven-pounder back. Yeah, we did. But at the same time, I think it gives us that uh, it gives us that solidarity that we needed um, at halfback. So I'm very, very happy. And it moves us away from Melvin Gordon, which can only be a good thing. Uh, the one thing that I'm quite sad about is we've we've obviously bought in Mike Boone as well. Um, it probably means we're going to be moving off um, Royce Freeman. And I like I like Freeman. He's, I don't think he's had a real sort of fair shake here, but it does probably mean we're going to be moving off him. You know what this looks to me, Punk? This looks like a, a draft purely designed to um, advertise themselves to Aaron Rodgers. Not really. What makes you say that? Well, look at what they've the done. That they drafted a running back. In. Running back, cornerback, some safeties, a guard in Quinn Miners, Baron Browning, linebacker as well from Ohio State. I mean, the great, one... Great picks here, the one, the one address the elephant in the room. And so that, that only says to me that there's a chance you're, uh, you're going all in on Aaron Rodgers. Well, maybe. The, the issue is, right, the, this... Okay, so with the issue with Rogers, all right. Everyone was saying that um, Green Bay aren't addressing themselves with Rogers because they're not picking up offensive pieces. We only picked up two offensive pieces. One of those is a running back in the second round, and the other one was a wide receiver in the sixth round. Now that's not selling yourself to Aaron Rodgers in the way that we've got offensive pieces. We have, but we're not selling ourselves. As you said, you said we're selling ourselves in this draft to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. We picked up Bridgewater, and I think Bridgewater will be a starter come mid-season at least, without any shadow of that. He will be one of our main starters. I don't the think it's being... long, if I'm honest. I, I, I think Bridgewater well, starts for week one, week two. I, I honestly Ooh. don't see Locke beating him out in camp. There's there's a good chance that that's cor- that that's correct, and I do agree with you. But I'm being a bit conservative, <laughs> um, just in case. But the the price tag that's being sort of thrown out, thrown out around there is three firsts. Now three firsts for a f- what thirty seven year old thirty seven who <laughs> yeah yeah thirty seven year old who's proven to be um, disruptive. Now it's I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no one no one's paying three first rounders for Aaron no. Rodgers. I'm not down with that. If you if it's one first rounder and throw in a wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton and and someone like that, I'm like, all right, I'll give that a whirl. That'll, you know, that'll make us a good solid team. But I'm not down with this whole, you know, three first rounders and Jerry Judy stuff that's been thrown around. I'm not sorry, I'm not having it. And I don't think I don't think George Payton would have it as well. You love sticking a, a QB in the autumn his career in. Look, look, at the end of the day, one the Aaron Rodgers stuff, it doesn't make sense anyway, any of it. Because, you know, he's in the number one scoring offense in the NFL already. So, you know, it's not going to make that much difference. It, it, it's, you know, the same is being said about him coming to the Raiders. And it's like, it's too rich. You're not going to just throw everything away for two, maybe three years of Aaron Rodgers. When actually the rest of your team isn't good enough to get there. The point that I raised on Twitter um what about the Raiders was I, I see no way in which Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders. I mean, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers being in a team where the head coach openly confronts and criticizes his quarterback on the start, Absolutely. his starting quarterback on the sideline? Not a chance in hell. If I mean it, it Aaron Rodgers doesn't even like it when his head coach calls a play, let alone confronts him. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not having it. Not having it one bit. <laughs> Let's just quickly wrap up the rest of your draft then, Dave. Come on, you, you had a great draft. I mean, Baron Browning, we've talked about, we mocked him as a first rounder. He went in the end of the third. Quinn Miners, Mountain Man, yep. brilliant guy, um, stood out at the senior bowl. 
Uh, Seth Williams, a possession receiver, kind of red zone nightmare, took in the sixth. Jamar Johnson and Caden Stearns, two great safeties to go in there and compete. The, the um, interesting point with those two, Caden Stevens and Jamar Johnson, Stearns, both play callers yeah. at safety. Uh, Stearns, sorry. Yeah, both play callers at safety, which, you know, it was happening in the Big Ten and Big 12. Um, so you're buying, you're getting two guys who are play calling in college, which is a big deal, which is probably one of the reasons they went in the fifth, because a lot of people were saying, you know, potentially they would go later than that. Mm. Um, I think Stearns was, uh, Caden Stearns was a guy who some some people, I mean, had him going in the second, which I don't understand because there was no oh. way he was ever going second. Same with Miners. Minor, everyone loved Miners, but there's limited tape on him. He ended up going late in the third. So. Well, no safety went into the second anyway. Exactly. Well, no safety went in the second because the safety class wasn't that great. Um, but no, very happy we picked up Baron Browning. He was a guy I mentioned in our mock draft as well as a potential alternative to Micah Parsons. So, and I'm 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 very happy with the with what we picked up. Punk. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with what the Broncos picked up as well. As <laughs> yeah. you know, running back in the second round when you've already got Philip Lindsay and stuff like that. But yeah, Philip we'll Lindsay doesn't play for the day. Philip Lindsay doesn't play for the Broncos anymore, yeah, mate. No, no, but you you'd be you'd be able to hold on to him cheaper than you'll have to pay new boy. Anyway. Let's uh, talk about the Raiders. On. Come on, hang Let's on, hang on, hang on. hang on. It oh, wasn't on. long ago you you took you took um, what was it? Josh Jacobs in the first round. Don't start to me. Don't start giving out to me about Josh Jacobs is an all pro running back, mate. Proven, he is. But you still took him out in the first round. Yeah. Anyway, and I want to talk. I want to talk on to your nonsense this time. Right. Okay. Let's put it this way. At the end of Thursday night, I didn't watch it. I watched it first thing. Thursday morning, uh, Friday morning. Yeah. Um, I was very much like the rest of Raider Nation, perplexed, angry, disillusioned. And then I remembered that we support the Raiders and just moving to Vegas isn't going to change the way we draft things, even though Al Davis hasn't been there for years now. Um, somehow we managed to put it all right by the end of the second round. Because if you said to me, you'll take Trayvon Morig at number 17 and Alex Leatherwood at number 43 I'd have been fine with that it would have been absolutely fine and most of the Raid Nation would as well um, the fact that Murray actually fell that far was amazing to me I mean you know I think we you guys pitched him to me at least three times when yeah. we did our mock drafts and um, I, I I liked the fact that we were a bit aggressive in jumping up you know, five or six places to to go and get him because that is a position of need. So we're now going to team him up with Abraham and away we go, smashing people left, right and centre. Um, Leatherwood to me looks like he's he's got everything you want in the tangibles. It's just whether or not he'll become a great NFL lineman. He'll become, a you know, a good NFL player from the look of him. But will he become great? I don't know. Is he worthy of a round one pick? Probably not. Um, Koontz, yeah, position of need again. Line him up opposite Ngokwe. Let him go. Let's see what he's got. Um, don't know too much about everybody else. I love the fact that we got the best-named player in the draft. Oh, mate, honestly. Divine Diablo. Divine or Diablo's devil in Spanish. Divine exactly. devil. Yeah. The divine I mean, devil. You have to play. You have to play defense <laughs> if your name is Divine Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we kind of filled our positions of need. Um, so you know, we got an offensive lineman, we got a safety, we got an edge rusher, 
Um, and got... you also picked up Jim Morrissey as well, which he's, he's just going to be <laughs> this drunk guy sitting in the corner, really sad in the changing room. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone really who doesn't like... get that, ask your parents. It, it, it never hurts to have a bit of a sing-song before, the, uh, before a game, so <laughs> you never know. He's a very good safety. Um, yes, I mean that's that. That was the one I was going to come on to. It it sounds like when you read through everyone's kind of reviews and stuff, everyone's kind of picking on Gillespie as having been one of our, you know, one of the better pickups and and a good value, good value pickup as well. Um, obviously, you know, the uh, proof is in the pudding. We will see what happens once training camp and everything rolls around. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not unhappy with the draft. Um, if we'd recorded this on Friday morning, you'd have got a very different outcome. I really wanted to, um, but, <laughs> but yeah. I think... no, overall, overall, I don't think there's a you know, there's not much we can say about these at the minute. It's it's very much positions of need, filled them. Let's see what happens. I yeah, the point that... you made about Leatherwood and Mooring um, being the other way around, I think, is a perfectly just and valid point. Uh, but again, you just have to talk, wait to see how it shakes itself. I think yeah, it was very absolutely. cool of the NFL uh, TV broadcast crew because when Alex Leverwood got picked, it, they threw up some stats on the screen and one of them obviously was that the Raiders haven't won a playoff game since losing Super Bowl thirty seven. Yeah, well, it was, was a just, bit harsh, that, that was wasn't harsh. it? But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging the pick straight away was the NFL crew. <laughs> but, um, there yeah. we go. Okay, okay. I had no issue with that. I mean, it's, I had it, no issue with that. Let's be, let's be honest. Leatherwood is definitely a, a Tom Cable pickup. You know, he's got a certain type of lineman that he likes. You know, you 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 look at his tangibles. He's kind of Trent Brown, but younger, and hopefully he'll turn into as good a player as Trent Brown. But you mean he's just don't know at this point. And he's always injured. Yeah, no, but he's a very good he's a very good <laughs> run blocker, and he needs to work on his pass blocking. But that doesn't matter for us because we're a run first team. So actually yeah. having a very good run blocker on the right side of the line to complement the left side of the line is actually a good thing, Dave, you know, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just having a turnstile for an offensive line where your quarterback gets killed constantly. Dude, our offensive line last year was all right. For the first time in a decade, it was all right. <laughs> first time in a decade, it <laughs> yeah. was all right. Yeah, you yeah. can't say anything about our offensive line at the moment. It actually was okay last year. <laughs> As in, uh, although that moves us on to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers talking about teams oh, with a rubbish offensive line. How did yours go, Jim? <laughs> well, I think, guys, that the Chicago Bears stole my draft. Because they no, seem I think to the Chicago Bears had that one I of wanted. the best drafts going, to be honest. <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean that Ryan Pace was picking for the Steelers? Because that's the only explanation I can think of. You felt like, you felt like he was picking how I, how I expected to go. Okay, so there's, there's two um, schools of thought, obviously. And I was of the opinion, like other people, that you should be drafting a defensive line with the quality players that are there and then worrying about stuff later. Kevin Colbert had the opposite opinion. He decided to go and play Madden and, uh, and take Najee Harris in the first round and Pat Frymouth in the second. Admittedly, they're very good players and they probably wouldn't have been available come round three. Uh, so I can understand that, but I didn't like the, the way of doing it round. I, I would have preferred... In the first round, to have taken Tevin Jenkins, obviously. In the second round, Creed Humphrey was there at centre, or Liam Eikenberg at left tackle. In round three, you could have had Ben Cleveland or Quinn Miners. We were ahead of, you know, they were available at that point. And we took Kendrick Green, who could be a guard or a centre. He's played both in college from Illinois. Dan Moore, great. Yeah, he's a run blocking uh, tackle from Texas AM. So that's run protection for Najee. 
Buddy Johnson, well, he's just insurance for Devin Bush in case he gets injured. Isaiah Loudermick, we gave up uh, a fourth round the next year. Not really bothered about him either. He's just pure project, so he's got no technique. He was the defensive. He was the defensive tackle that you took though, because I was, I was, I like you was expecting to go um, either defensive line or maybe linebacker as to give you that extra depth. The first defensive player you took was in round four, and that was a supplementary pick. So yeah. it wasn't even at the you know your first pick in round four. You took four offensive players, which completely took me out. But again, let's talk elephant in the room. You've made such a song and dance about you don't draft running backs. No. Your no. Exact, the exact phrase you do is, I have an allergy to drafting running backs in the first round. And I said that you would pick Najee Harris on numerous occasions. Scoffed. Scoffed did he at the wisdom of that. <laughs> I just what, feared what did, it. What did you end it, up Dave. taking in our mock? Who, do, who was our mock one for you? Ronnie Perkins. No, it was some running back. Oh, it's it's Perkins, some wide receiver. Wasn't it? Ronnie, yeah, some no, Ronnie Perkins. Ronnie Perkins. Who ended up going in the third round, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. To the Pats. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those days. Look, look, it didn't go my way. I still like Najee Harris as a player. He'll be okay for four years or whatever until we have to pay him another contract. Pat Frymuth, well, if he's Heath Miller Mark II, then great. But we didn't need a tight end. It's not the, the be-all end. It doesn't win you a Super Bowl having a, a running back or a tight end. So I do uh, have a question for you on your draft, though. Yeah. Um you you seem to have drafted in the seventh round a guy called Presley Harvin the <laughs> third. Yes. Are we sure this isn't just Percy Harvin having another go? <laughs> it could be. But also be Percy Harvin, you see him. He's... What what position what position does Presley Harvin the third play? He's a punter. He's a punter. You drafted a punter. A, yeah, yeah. Punter. The only drafted punter drafted. Punter. Have you seen him Disgusting. though? Disgusting. No. Have you seen him? Cabal. Have I, have I seen him? Yeah. You, you didn't check out his height. We did a lot on the seventh round punters. <laughs> He's 6'2 and 250 pounds. So He's pretty standard punter size then. He's <laughs> like a lineman. He's got a gut. <laughs> right. So they well, sea bass. Okay. <laughs> so punters. Punters have two. <laughs> punters have two jobs. Right. Sorry. I can't stop laughing at that. Punters have got two jobs. One is to just leather it as far as they can do it. And the second one normally is to be a holder. <laughs> Is to be a holder for kicks. I don't want a guy who's too fat to bend down and catch the ball. Come on. What the hell, what the hell are you picking up a fat bloke in round seven for? I think that shows when you pick up a punter in round seven, you've just given up and you just want to go home already. Is that what it is? It obviously it was, felt, it was, it well, the Steelers obviously felt they smashed it, you know. There's a large contingent of Steeler fans that absolutely adore the Najee Harris pickup and the Pat Fryer move because they don't understand defensive lines. So, you know, GM by the there's no talking it. to them. There's no talking to them. They're absolutely <laughs> thrilled about it. I understand that we got two skill players that we wouldn't have got otherwise. But I don't really care that much because I think we had enough to score points if we just had the Dude, who, to hold them up. I'm, I might be being a bit thick, but who was your tight end last season? Eric Ebron. Uh, Eric Ebron. Is he still there? Uh, on the cusp, I think. Okay. I think I already moved. It's a very weird one. The issue is, and this is the issue that I raise, I'm not a big fan of drafting running backs in the first round either, just for the yeah. record. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. But, and this is the big point I made, you were 32nd in rushing last year. And not all of that was down to your offensive line. Um, so I, I get why you picked up a running back in the first round. I don't agree with it. 
No, but a lot of it was down to play calling because the offensive line was so bad. They decided that, well, instead of even trying to run, we'll just let Ben throw it 75 times a game. That's true. So they were trying this this kind of screen thing. How many many times, Jim, did you see Connor beating the first man? In all honesty, how many times did that happen last season? Yeah, he wasn't doing very well. We had problems on the O-line as well. (laughs) Exactly. But what I'm saying is if you bring in someone who... It has the ability to break tackles and keep running. There's more, there's more changing it for you. Teams have to respect the run a bit more. And the problem, problem is teams weren't respecting the run against the Steelers, so you're able to just sit off a little bit. And that was one of the problems. Now you have to respect the run a little more. Your offensive line isn't what it was, so it's even uh, it's potentially less impactful than it was previously. But you're right. The play calling has to change as well. You can't be throwing it 45 times a game. It's just not It's not feasible to have a decent run game when you're doing that. My worry is you're talking about a player that was playing for Alabama with yeah. four of the best wide receivers that have come out in the last couple of years as other mm-hmm. options to pro to. You've got an offensive line, which uh, had Alex Le- Levwood in it. So, you know, three of them were drafted. Quality. Uh, three yeah. of those got drafted. You've got Mac Jones spraying the ball around. You do, and so he's playing for Alabama. You don't know until he goes up against other opposition if he can do it. True. If he's on an island, so true. But at the same time, the lead leading rusher from last year was an Alabama running back of similar size. So it's the fashionable thing to do: take a running back of that size. I agree with you. It's a stupid pick, but I get why they did it. I get why they did it, but I think the the Bears move up to Tevin Jenkins. The drafting of Khalil Herbert in round six would have worked a lot better for us than, than what I was we going to say Khalil we Herbert was the, the running back you were talking about with the rubbish stats he went in round six did you say six yeah yeah six to the Bears mm. okay I think the Bears yeah. had a really good draft to be honest I think, I think I think for me the Bears the Browns probably the Eagles as well all really mm. really plugged an awful lot of big gaps that they had Hopefully got loads um, with, of holes. with with what are consensus good players now you know obviously this time we can't tell but from 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 just looking at who they've picked up and everything else I think you know the Browns did everything that we said they needed to do and the fact that they managed to pick up um, Coromoa at fifty two is just yeah well that made me sick to be honest because I was <laughs> I was sitting there when we picked up Myri going. Well, take them both. Come on, can't we take them? I mean, you know, it's, well, when, it's when one the of Broncos, those. But... When the Broncos moved up in round two, a lot of people thought, myself included, that it was going to be for uh, Karamara. So it was. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I, I figured that I would be my luck. It would be the Broncos moving up for him. So. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, I think the thing with the Bears, it's all going to be dependent on how Justin Fields does. That's it. That's that's their draft. That's all it's ever going to be remembered for. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, Tevin, well Tevin Jenkins has has has, I think, the upside to be able to come become a, a serious all pro player. Yes, you know, but... it's and the fact that they picked up the running back that Jim wanted, and you know, various other pieces as well. I mean, they even picked up another another offensive lineman, didn't they? So. You know, I mean, the thing is, if they, they, let's, they let's really break, have let's break it down realistically, right? Let's break it down realistically. They picked up their quarterback at one in the first round, and then they bought. Then after that, they picked up an offensive tackle. Now, an offensive tackle is never going. If if your running back that you trade up for doesn't work, 
even if you get an all pro in the second round, that's not going to take away from whether or not this draft is a success or not. After that, they picked up one fifth round, three sixth and one seventh. I'm not going to sit here and say that's blowing my socks off right now until those players prove that they're going to be good enough. And that includes the running back with, with rubbish stats. It, it all depends on Justin Fields. If Justin Fields turns out to be good, you will look back at this and say, this is the first time the Bears have had an half-decent quarterback since God knows when. That's what this success is. If you pick up an all-pro tackle and everything, great. It's dependent on the quarterback, in my opinion. Do me one thing, though. Convince me why the Eagles had, because the Eagles, for me, have gone a little bit under the radar. Why? How, how come you mentioned that they had a good draft? Again, it's, it's, it's around filling those positions of need. So, you know, the fact that they went out and got Devontae Smith and actually jumped up above, I think it was the Giants were looking to pick him up. Um, and they ended up forcing the Giants to, you know, drop down about eight picks, didn't they? And picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it allowed Fields to get drafted. Tony. Tony. Bears. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Which, yeah, absolutely. But the the Eagles have, have they've put players in positions where, they struggled, and and if they're going to have this kind of youthful spread offense that that's all quick release and running around, and it's almost you know Donovan McNabb two point years, then they needed a Devontae Smith. They needed a, a Landon Dickerson. Um, you know, I, I I just get the feeling that they've drafted some good players that will fit their scheme really well. The only thing that surprised me about the Eagles was that their offensive line last year was troublesome, let's say, is a nice way to say it. And they didn't draft anyone on the offensive line. Yeah, Dickinson's a center, but in terms of actual guards and tackles, they didn't. Well, didn't he, he could play guard. He doesn't have to start a center. So, you know, your, your current center can move to guard. Dickinson can move to guard. So, you, you know, by, by drafting Dickinson, you've almost got two of two far. You know, mm. you, you're almost just being able to healthy. retool your line, move everyone. Well, this is it, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, in theory, you know, and sometimes it is just one piece. I mean, I know it happened with us when we bought Donald Penn in. All of a sudden, the whole line clicked together and that was it. You know, it was it was the unstoppable moving machine. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is about them. I just I just liked what they did, and I think they 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 really did help themselves, um, considering the amount of abuse that we've been giving them as well um, <laughs> over the off season on on how poor they've been. I think I think they've kind of they've done well for themselves. Well, I don't co-sign yeah. that, but fair enough. We'll <laughs> go with that. I'm not going to get into a bad we'll thing about the Eagles. Yeah, they drafted Devonta Smith. Congratulations. He's a he's a quality wide receiver. Um, yeah. Right, and who did uh, the worst? I think Texans probably did the worst, didn't they? Well, they had nothing to play with, did they? Yeah. I mean, that pick of Davis Mills in round three, that shows that <laughs> they're not expecting uh, Deshaun to come back, are they? And they're going to be really? the worst team next year. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Falcons actually did the worst, to be honest. Oh, um, spicy. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Now, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is obviously uh, a great, I mean, he's a great pick. He's the highest ever selected tight end. Um, but other than that, they've got a big Richie issue Grant, with Jalen Mayfield. Defensive, yeah, they've got a big issue with their defensive backs. And they picked up two defensive backs, one in round four, one in round five. That's it. Uh, Richie Grant um, in round two. Well, Richie, Richie Grant's a safety. That's fine. He's going to play strong safety, which isn't going to help them in the deep secondary. They're, the ball's getting balls, 
the safeties were constantly watching the balls going over their heads and they needed help. And it doesn't feel as though they're a better team coming out of the draft. It feels like if, in their if division, the safeties are watching the ball going over their head. The safeties are playing too high up the pitch. Mm. So <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 not the, no, the no, they when didn't they're, have when they're playing that's the, 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 the bad play calling. Yeah, I don't co sign no, this. But when they're over. playing <laughs> <laughs> when they're playing um a strong safety and they're they're basically playing middle of the field, they're constantly watching the balls go over the head because the co- their cornerbacks are not good enough. And they picked up, as I say, a fourth round and a fifth round cornerback. It doesn't revolutionize their team. They're still gonna be exactly what they were, and they're gonna be a team who you know, does, it doesn't matter how many points they score. They're going to be in a shootout every week and they're not good enough to win those shootouts. They're not well, good enough to win the shootout. I, 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 I've got a funny feeling that, that the Falcons will just score on everybody next season. And and I think... Yeah, but you've got, you've they got might to score remember, 40 a game, but they'll concede 50. Yeah, but they won't because they'll be scoring 50 a game. You, <laughs> oh, come on. Look, look at that receiver call. That's ridiculous. I'd kill for one of those on the Raiders, let alone having four of them. You know what I mean? Okay. But, you know, the, the, all that has to happen, Falcons lost, what, eight one-score games last season. All that has to happen is the defense has to make one stop in the second half of any of those games and they win it. And now they're nice. even more powerful on offense. So okay. I get what you're saying in that they you don't think they've improved their defense enough, but no. I think they probably have. Just sticking a couple of cornerbacks and a safety in there and maybe another, what else did they get? They got a nose tackle, didn't they, as well? So, you know, shore up the line, sticking a new safety in there. Yeah, why not? I genuinely don't believe that they're a better team now just because they picked up a tight end fourth overall and a safety in the second round. I genuinely don't believe that they're a better team. But, I mean, that that's the good thing about the draft. You look, you know, two people can look at what one team have done and analyse it in completely different ways. Um, I just don't see them being a better team now than this time last week. Okay, so we're going to move on then, boys. Let's talk about the, the New England Patriots. Many, many picks going into this draft. They've started to accrue them, and we need some help to talk about this. So we're going to bring in Patriot Mark. How are you doing, Mark? Oh, yeah, I'm really good. Good Big to be hand. back on. Big hand. Hello, it's Mark. So You're all right. <laughs> was the last time Hi, we punk. brought you on with the uh, Atlanta choke job? Was that the last time? You had you? <laughs> no, it was the it was after the Rams. Oh, after the Rams! Uh, I, oh, I came on. Yeah, we've won another one since then, Jim. I'm sure. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I still, th- I still vaguely remember you agreeing with me that the tuck rule should never have stood and that your dynasty would never <laughs> oh, have let it go, man. Come on, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Well, you you have that. I'll take the six rings. <laughs> you can take six rings. Who needs them? <laughs> we got a shiny stadium indoors in Vegas. We're happy. Yeah, it yeah. looks like an automatic Hoover. <laughs> the Roomba. The Roomba. Let's talk to Mark, shall we? I want to ask him some questions because obviously it was a well. I'm going to ask you, uh, Mark, how you think you got on. Obviously, your first round pick was Mac Jones. Uh, he didn't have to move up. He didn't go at three and ended up being the fifth quarterback taken. So, are we happy with Mac Jones as a Patriot? Oh, we're delighted. We, we really are. Um, I, I think the, the key thing you said there is we didn't have to move up. Uh, there was a lot of talk about him going to the 49ers and yeah, we're going to have to package a load of stuff, maybe give up next year's first rounder as well. And um, they just, I guess, Bill just, I, either he wasn't that bothered or he played it really cool. But either way, he just sat it out and uh, there he was at 15. 
I think um, what he did, actually, I think what Bill did was he listened to our mock draft um, <laughs> about a day yeah. before a day before the draft actually happened. Because if, if anyone wants to go back and listen, we actually predicted Mac Jones to the Patriots at number 15. So that's one in the cap for us. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, Bill's, Bill's a big listener. There's some massive upsides with with Mac Jones. He's very much your kind of Patriot quarterback. He can stand there, he can diagnose, read through progressions pretty quickly, and is very accurate as well. No one was questioning yeah. his accuracy mm-hmm. or his um, intelligence. It was just he's not really a dual threat running back, uh, sorry, quarterback and running back. But, uh, <laughs> Unlike our other quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and also non-running quarterbacks have had quite a good success recently as well. So yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he stuck with the Alabama picks because Christian Barmore went in round two. Uh, you moved, you traded with the Bengals to get him, though. You gave up the 46th, 122nd, and 139th pick. Yep. But he's what we kind of consensus thought was the best defensive tackle in this draft. Have you had a chance to have a look at Barmore at all? Okay. Yes, he, he likes he likes getting after the quarterback, doesn't he? <laughs> he does seem like he, yeah, he, he's got a, a bit of a hatred for quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, which I'm... Can only be a good thing for us. I guess in terms of the fourth round picks, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to keep those. But by the time you get to the fourth round, you're kind of, they're not far off punch really, are they? You're kind of hoping to land someone good. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was, I don't think he's a reach. I think he, he looks quality and it's and clearly the player we're, we're going to need. And yeah, maybe we overpaid for him, but they've, I think they're going to be happy with what they've got. I mean, it's probably ties in with Perkins as well. Um, our front seven last year was probably um, the only thing worse on our team was probably our quarterback. And Ooh. yeah, right. uh, well, <laughs> your wide receiver core. <laughs> Let me throw that one. In. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, well, you can't say and, that because they didn't have a wide receiver core last year. Well, we, well, we <laughs> had a wide the, receiver. Yeah. There has to be something to catch, and um, <laughs> and and obviously we had we had a really good secondary last year, but they were just. Obviously, you can only you can only be encouraged for so long. We couldn't pressure the court, so we couldn't stop the run. And so, yes, yeah, so, so both those signings were hopefully going to show up that side. Obviously, on top of the free agent signings we've already made. So, yeah, I, again, um, first three picks, um, yeah, very pleased. And Perkins, I believe as well, was predicted to go. Well, a lot of people had it as a top fifty pick. So the limit ninety six was um, again, um, yeah, great with the drafting. Yeah, I um, love watching him play. He's, he's really good out of Oklahoma. It's, it's like Bill just watched two tapes, watched Alabama tape in Oklahoma, because then Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> your running back, came out of Oklahoma as well. Um, you missed well, out on the second, third round pick because of that filming the Bengals. But yeah, Perkins. Hey. <laughs> yeah, because we needed tape to beat the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it. You just can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> well, l- last year, we probably would have needed tape to beat the Bengals, but not not, not the year that happened. <laughs> and Cam McGrone, the, the linebacker from Michigan in round five, Oh, you skipped one. Yeah, we had, we uh, took a um took a running back in round two. Whatever, Stevenson. Go on, go on. Yeah. Well, that's 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 interesting in terms of um, we obviously we've got the the fifth year contract options coming up, and uh, we had two. We actually had two picks in the f- first round when we normally don't have any. And mm-hmm. um, obviously Isaiah Win, our guard, they they picked up his option, but they've declined the one on Sony Michelle. So this, this is his last year. So I guess that's a pick with the future in mind. They'll they'll ride Michelle this year. Um, you know, run him into the ground, and then they've got this. Um, is it Stevenson? Yeah, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, it's. They don't generally. Um, I know Michelle was a bit different, but um, they don't. They don't always play their running backs in in the first year, 
And so he'll be he'll be kind of learning the playbook, I guess, uh, maybe get the odd bit here and there, but he'll be ready to go on the following season. So, yeah, that, that's a nice pickup. The thing with Stevenson as well, he's a special teams uh, specialist, mm. if, I, if I use yeah. that term. Um, but also the fact he, he hasn't got much tread on his tyres. He's only really had one and a half season in college and shows mm-hmm. um, decent stats. So it makes good good sense to use him. But I agree with not picking up the fifth-year fifth year option of Sony Michel. It doesn't make sense to do that on the first no. year, on the first round money back. It's it, it's a, it's a shame because I, I get I mean I think he had knee issues when they drafted him which kind of raised yep. a few eyebrows but yeah, um, yeah. he's when he's when he's been on the field and when my obviously it's you've you've got issues with the O line as well I mean in 2018 when we um when we we won the last won the Super Bowl he was excellent in the playoffs but then our offensive line was really um, firing on all cylinders that that mm. hasn't always been the case since and maybe that's been part of his decline but injuries haven't helped either no. No. Uh, yeah. So, so he, I, I, it doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to jettison him, but I, you know, I think he may be looking to restructure him if he wants to stay on. And I don't imagine he'll have too many options, to be honest. We wondered who was going to take Cam Probably both of them. He's a very quality, a very uh, talented linebacker out of Michigan. But the only problem is his injury history. <laughs> but that, I think that is a that could be an inspired pickup if he if he gets healthy, which knowing the New England Patriots, he will do. Um, it must be good to get a Bledsoe back in the building as well with Joshua Bledsoe, the safety of Missouri in round six. Mark, will you be buying a jersey just to confuse people? I have a Bledsoe jersey, actually. You do? Yeah. I do, yes. The original one, number 11. But of course, he can be 11 now, can't can, he? Yeah. Yeah, so Wait, he, he, Joshua Bledsoe also used to be a quarterback and played against Mac Jones in high school. Is that right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you never know. If, 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 if you keep getting people opting out and, you know, mm. getting injured and everything else, he might end up playing quarterback for if you. He so. has his, if, he has, if he gets as many interceptions as the previous Bledsoe, then he'll be one hell of a safety. We know that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the original Bledsoe wasn't too bad. He, I think he, he tailed oh, off I, towards the end. <laughs> I it's just a shame you got injured. No, well, it's, I'm glad I didn't want him to get injured, but I, it worked out okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he hadn't got injured, yeah. Brady would never have come in. Oh, yeah. See what could have been. Yeah, and you'd have lost. You'd have lost to the Steelers in the championship game, and that would have been that. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. One question that I did have is um, obviously, as we mentioned, the the wide receiver call that you had. Uh, last season especially mm-hmm. wasn't all that great and you picked up Nelson Aguilar and Ken- Kendrick Bourne I think that's, that's, that's right. it yeah. were you somewhat disappointed that you didn't draft a wide receiver outside of the seventh round considering that it was a good wide, wide receiver call or are you happy with your pickup of what you got I, I, I guess I guess it's offset really by the, um, the fact we brought in the two tight ends as well um, but yeah I guess it would have been nice to get a burner out there don't know whether we still got um, uh, a bird. I can't remember his first name. Um, Damir. He, he was pretty quick. And the Damir Bird, that's him. So I don't know if we've still got him. Obviously, we've still got Mikhail Harry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm impressed uh, you said that yeah. with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but I, I guess obviously we had Randy Moss for years, but we've, we've never really, for most of, most of the Brodies, had a true out and out number one. You know, it's it's generally been um the, the Edelman and Gronk show, and obviously we had kind of contributions for people like Hogan and people like that. We've, we've, we've the systems never really needed it. I mean, Jim will probably argue that's because Brady could never throw it that far. Oh wow! Well, well, I... he seems to be throwing it pretty far at Tampa, I have to say. Yeah, I, guess, yeah. I guess I guess our system, yeah, it'd be nice, but you know, we've got other ways to do it. I I think that I I do think they're going 
more back to what the what the border looked like with Brady. Obviously, it's going to take a while to get to get to that. Um, but yeah, but, but obviously, you know, if if, we, if there was another Julio Jones to be had, then that would have been great. But um, I guess they're they happy with the way they're going. I think it must be the climate. Maybe you know, it's so warm down in Tampa, it gives them more bend in the in the shoulder muscle, gives them a few <laughs> extra yards. Yeah, I know I'd rather be in January. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's just look at the AFC East in general then, Mark, because, you know, you didn't really have to acknowledge the other three teams in the division for a long time, but I think we have to now. Um, who is well, the biggest two, two of them anyway. Yeah, two, at least two, at least two. <laughs> so out of the out of two and a half teams that are in the uh, AFC East with you, who is the biggest threat you think going into next year? Still the Bills. I mean... Still the Bills. Yeah, I... Okay. I well, they they haven't they haven't really got any weaker, have they? I mean, Allen obviously had a had the big leap last year. Um, he's 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 got years of his peak ahead of him now. You would imagine. Um, I but I haven't followed them too closely in the off season, but I assuming that team's still relatively intact. I mean, obviously they they were great on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I mean we played them close in one game, and then they wiped the floor in the second one. So, um, yeah, I would I would say them. I would say. I guess with Miami, it really depends what happens on Tua, doesn't it? Um, they've obviously let, let Fitz go now, so they've they've kind of put all their eggs in one basket there. If he yep. if he develops, I mean, I, I mean, they actually beat us later on in the year, but I think it'd be fair to say he's not exactly pulling up trees, is he? So, but obviously, for, for first season, learning the ropes. So, if he if he if he takes the next step, um, then then yeah, I guess I guess they're a threat. Um, Obviously, the Jets are the Jets. Um, well, they got their Zach um, Wilson, didn't they? Second yeah, overall, they, they, they finally they, got the quarterback. They, they got Zach Wilson. I mean, I think I kind of feel for him a bit going there. But um, <laughs> but they they you know they've got they've got a new coach. Um, they've got a rookie. I mean, we, I mean, presumably he'll be starting. I don't know whether our rookie will be starting straight away. So I, I think the Jets. I mean, the only way is up, isn't it? I mean, well, I suppose they could have come even lower, but they two, two and fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, they could um, only win one game next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that would be a shame. But, um, <laughs> I am, um, yeah. I, I would say the Bills. I would say probably the moves we've made. I think probably put us at least level with the Dolphins now. No, and, I was going to uh, say. So, what um, what are your hopes for for this this coming season? Then, are you are you going? Yeah, where where are you finishing in the AFC East? You finishing first, second, third? I won't say I, fourth. I, I I think. I think looking at what we've done, I think um, I, I would say we're good for we're good for ten wins um, at least next season. We're, we're, well, it's only it's only three more than we managed to put together with an absolutely atrocious team. Mm. Um, so I, I think I think ten. I, I think I think you have you have to say we're stronger this year. Um, so I would say 10, 10, 11 maybe. And obviously it's ne- well, obviously you've got an extra game this year. So let's say ten to eleven and. And see where that gets you. Um, I, I think the Bills are the team to beat. I think we could win the East, but it's um, it, it's a tall order. Um, you did spend yeah. the gross domestic product of Liechtenstein in the <laughs> in the off season, Mark. So <laughs> you was, have got a chance. Yeah, you know, it, a chance. Was, it was amazing. I mean, I've I've never had off season like it. Every every time I, I mean, I remember I was talking to you and suddenly you said, "Oh, they've signed Hunter Henry." While we were talking, I could I thought, "What?" Yeah, we're talking about Johnny Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was and I, obviously I, I guess I guess the whole kind of cap situation and COVID and all that I mean obviously they, they'll, be, they'll have COVID gate next year won't we they'll probably dock us a first round pick but um, but it, <laughs> it, 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 it just it, 
in some ways it couldn't have worked out better for us we kind of obviously we had to kind of um we had to we obviously last season with a write-off i think we had so many opt-outs obviously we didn't have tom and all that we had cam um but we, we we really kind of managed the cap and coming into this season where everyone else was going to be struggling we suddenly had loads of cash and so mm. yeah it was it was i mean it's probably a, a once in a lifetime off season i don't think you'll be seeing that again but oh, it was, i can't was remember that Punk, can you remember an off-season the Patriots ever spent any money? It's usually your domain. Uh, I'm pretty certain that the Patriots have never spent any money. Um, even, even that Super Bowl team from 85 was really a team that should never have been there. But no, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's one of the things the Patriots have never done, which is why it's going to be so interesting to see how they tie it all together this season. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not convinced 10 wins is doable, but it depends on the strength of schedule as well. I think uh, what, you, what you've got to look at is, is uh, I think the Patriots would be better next season no matter what, because Cam has essentially got a full, uh, potentially, um, got a full off-season, because he was signed very late last year. It wasn't, it wasn't as though he signed mm-hmm. and had a full, full time to look at the playbook. He signed very late, then got COVID and was never the same coming back. You've got people yeah. coming back immediately from um, okay. taking a year out. Mm-hmm. Uh, your receivers are uh, still in the same state that they were, but you've got more options. You're better at tight end, significantly better at tight end, <laughs> and you've improved as a team. Now, it wasn't as though you were terrible last year. You weren't great to watch, but you were still effective. So I think by definition, you are going to be a better team and you're going to get a better record. Now, the Jets are still the Jets and they're continuing to do their thing, but you know, the extra team, we've got the extra game, the extra team's now making it to the playoffs. I think you've got every chance to make it to the playoffs. I, know, I, think, you, I think you hit on this, but I think the strength of schedule isn't going to be as difficult this year. I think this year we've got the NFC South, yeah. whereas we had it's the also NFC, the, fact we, that... the West last year, which obviously is a, is a killer. And I, I think we've got the AFC South as well. I think. Oh, if you've got the Texans, there's yeah, a gimme. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah. You got the Texans, you got a Jags team. If you get the Jags early in the season, when they're still developing, that could be, uh, you know, it, that could be a win that you you're staring straight at because they're going to take a little bit of time yeah. to get in stride. It it could very well be dependent on when you're playing. But yeah, yeah. I don't think this, this isn't a team that have got Super Bowl um, intentions. Uh, there's many teams like that, but you can certainly hope for a playoff run. Yeah, yeah. I, well, again, I mean, <laughs> having been a bit spoilt. Um, in terms yeah, of playoff, playoff runs, it was a little bit of a shock last year. <laughs> Seeing how the other half live. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is you guys are like Man United fans at the moment. You have to settle for your Europa League final. You know, you, you can't you can't be hoping for constant wear all the time. Yeah, the, problem the, you're gonna ha- the problem you're going to have next year that I can see is that, the, and this is the same for all of us, to be honest, the AFC is a stacked division in football. Conference, it's, yeah. It's, the, the whole conference, I th- I mean, yeah. I swear I could put my finger on about 12, 13 teams that could quite happily go and make the playoffs and uh, at this stage of the season, obviously, you know. And, you know, the pure fact of the matter is I don't see three teams coming out of the uh, out of the um, AFC East. I don't see three teams coming out of the AFC North. I don't see three teams coming out of the AFC West. So I think we're going to get a spread this year. Of of AFC teams, I think I think we're going to get 
you know, obviously the division winners, but I think everyone else is is really going to be scrapping for places. I think um, there's every so chance we could see him coming out of the AFC North, to be honest. I think three teams could easily come from the North. Mm-hmm. You think? Well, yeah. maybe, maybe not, because they'll take they'll take games off each other, won't they? I know they exactly. did it last season. Yeah, but they'll all, and take again, game, they'll all take games off one particular team in that division as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I, one I more question we, for we, Mark. We don't mean Pittsburgh, do we? Yeah, no, no, no. Pittsburgh won't make it. No, not a chance. Stop it. Stop it. Jesus. You saw Stop what they, they did with 11 wins last year. So, you know. Yeah, right, I've got got two more questions. I've got two more questions. First of all, how, how soon does Mac Jones start for you, Mark? How much rope does Sam have? I don't know because we, we, I can't remember when we last in this position. That I, well, I do remember it was 1993 when we last had a, a first round quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I really guess it depends how well the camp, the camp battle goes. I mean, and you'll laugh at this. I, I wouldn't rule out Stidham starting in, in, in week one. Um, You're right. I will laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see. I mean, was, was, I mean, was Cam actually that good? I mean, I mean Stidham's got to be awful if he's, if, if he's kept out by Cam, so, which he, perhaps he was. So I, I, guess, I guess it really, it really, I guess it depends. I think ideally he wouldn't he wouldn't start this season, but it it, it depends. I don't think he'll be starting week one. I think that would you know I, I don't think you you take you take your guy and, and crush him instantly. Uh, that's just a recipe for disaster. Um, mate, I, if he starts at all, I doubt it be before mid season. I imagine you, I imagine you probably have some mop up duty along the way, sort of get in there. Um, but and if Cam goes in, obviously with the new tools and we're making a playoff push, then Bill, knowing Bill, he'd keep him in there. And, mm. it, 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 Cam does seem to have some kind of holdover, but I don't know what it is. I mean, it didn't seem to matter how awful he was last year. <laughs> the love um, of cigars, I, maybe. I, I think <laughs> I think you're right, Mark. I think I think you look at mid-season, and I think you use what the Dolphins did with Tua last year as your template. I, mm. In an ideal world, yeah, you set Matt Jones for an entire season and just let him learn. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think every quarterback coming into the league should do that, but it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, I think week seven, week eight. If you're, you know, four and four, three and four, three and five, can't do maths. So, um, <laughs> then, then I think Bill's going to get a bit twitchy and maybe look at it. Mm. And you know, with Cam's injury history, there's every chance he's in there week two. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you one one deciding factor which might be interesting, and it depends when they do this, is when we play the Buccaneers. Because there's no way Bill's going to want to lose that one. So, <laughs> no, that's true. So if, if he thinks that Mac Jones is giving the best chance to beat Tampa Bay, then I expect Mac Jones to be in that starting lineup no matter what. But I, I, I imagine, well, I imagine that they might be saving that one for kind of mid-season. Um, mm. you know, I guess we'll, we'll see. So that's my last question then, Mark. How was it watching Tom Brady lift a Super Bowl for someone that wasn't the New England Patriots? <laughs> That's a cruel question. No, it's 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 not a cruel question. I, I was really happy for him. Um, he, he won six for us. I totally understood him moving on. There's no way he was going to win it last year with us. Um, yeah, and the fact it was beating the Chiefs <laughs> doing it <laughs> kind of made it all the sweeter. I um I and do, do you know what I've watched. As you know, I've watched a few with the Patriots and um, I'm just on the edge of my seat the entire time. It was actually really nice just to watch it as a neutral. And especially <laughs> when, and, and it, let's face it, it wasn't, it wasn't the most stressful game, was it? It was no. pretty done and dusted by the middle of the third quarter. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was 
pleased for him. Um, and yeah, and hopefully, you know, well, well, him and Gronk, of course, because obviously they were kind of doing it together. So a bit, yeah. bit of bit of Patriots, Patriots um, B team, whatever. But um, yeah, it was good. I was pleased for him. Excellent. Mark, thank you so much for coming on today, man. It's been great to catch up with you. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again pretty soon. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Good to see you guys. We'll take care. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Take yeah, it easy. So we're going to move on now and look at another division. That's the NFC East. And we're going to look at the Washington football team, one of our second favourite teams, all of us. And <laughs> to do that, let's talk to someone who actually does support them as their first team. And that is well, Paul. Washington Paul. Over, over the years, they've been first, 32nd favourite. <laughs> It's been a roller coaster, largely downhill as well. Oh, oh, how are you Bless. doing, Ben? You're right. Bless. I'm good. Nice to see. You. Thanks. It's a real privilege to be on. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Oh no, no worries at all, man. Let's talk about I your mean, draft. How do you just think just just before we go into a oh, draft? Go on, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. If the stars had aligned in a different way, mm. I could have been a Washington fan. But their uniform in the '80s was so bad that I just Ooh. ended up supporting the Raiders instead. Really? Because the silver and black was so much nicer in that Super Bowl than than, than the Redskins colours. I suppose for years you knew he was going to go with your beard. Was that what it was? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I was nine years old when I started growing this. (laughs) I mean, I I could have been I could have been a Washington fan as well because I picked purposely picked a team that was unfashionable and had horrible dusty orange uniforms. Ended up going for the Broncos. There's no reason why I couldn't have gone for the Redskins as they were at the time. This is really funny because for years and years I've regretted every minute of picking the, <laughs> picking the Washington <laughs> team. <laughs> and perfectly justifiable in that as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I was yeah. um, I was younger than my son is now when we won the Super Bowl. So he's 14 next week, and I'm, uh, yeah, four. He's not, he's not a Washington fan, he's, he's a Bengal. No, he's a Bengals fan, yeah. So the poor oh, soul's going to have the same issues I've had, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, happy days. At least Washington have made it to Super Bowls. You know, That's I mean, true. the Bengals, I remember them in the one against the 49ers that they lost when Joe Montana walked Uma. the Niners down the field and hit John Taylor in the back of the end zone with 30 oh, seconds oh. left or whatever. But um, apart from that, yeah, I can't well, think we of don't... a Bengals team that's really ever competed. I think I think we've won a Super Bowl more recently than they've won a playoff game, haven't we? Uh... <laughs> well, you're probably not that's, far off. To be no, I think that's genuine. That's, that's not me being funny. I think that genuinely is the stat. But so now we don't do well in this house because my daughter's a Chargers fan as well. So uh... oh dear. Say this with absolute. What are you doing to I your hope... kids? <laughs> Joel abuse. They probably should be taken off me, shouldn't they? Really, <laughs> this isn't going out to anyone, is it? No one's listening, right? Just like Dan's no, it's three that ever listen. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I want to talk about the Washington draft. There was obviously some talk before the draft about your team maybe moving up for a quarterback. That obviously didn't happen. Are you happy, Paul, with them not drafting a quarterback at all? Like not at yes, all. Yes, I, I am. I genuinely am. Um, I, uh, th- this whole draft has been a, a real mark in the sand for me i'm really quite impressed with with what it actually represents about the 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 organization and Mm -hmm. the club um it has felt like from the end of last season to now that we've actually got a recruitment strategy in place which is the first time 
possibly ever that that's been the case with us in the draft. <laughs> to be honest, okay. the last few drafts for me have been like, you know, like the day after your birthday when you're hungover and you just sat there watching your favourite balloon deflate. <laughs> and it all seems so great at first that eventually you just want to pop the thing so it disappears forever. I mean, that, it, it, while we've had some really good first round picks, particularly over the last few years, the whole thing has just felt like an accident. Uh, you know, rather than design. Whereas as this time, I think Rivera's finally really sort of put his marker down on, on not just the team, but just the organisational culture as a whole. Um, we're beginning to get rid of all that toxicity under Gruden and Allen. And this draft sort of seems to epitomise for me everything that, that's about it. It feels like a, a draft for the ages, if you like. It's one that, that is going to take us forward on this revival we're on. And, as uh, you know, I'm thrilled with it. I genuinely, generally, am really happy with it. You know, even if it's, even if with next year's schedule, you know, it doesn't necessarily show progress in terms of the actual numbers. I think we've done some really sensible things here for once and looked at people's character and looked at fit and generally looked at needs and, and just the whole way they've gone about the draft. I'm, I'm, I'm spilling over, I know, but I, I'm genuinely really, really pleased from where we've been over the last few years. I think this is a massive, massive step forward for us. Massive and breathe. <laughs> I think he's happy. Your first pick, Jamie Davis, a linebacker from Kentucky. Obviously, you know, very highly rated. Uh, a lot of people's consensus pick as a, a, a mid mid first to high second round pick. Sam Cosme, a physical freak, offensive tackle from Texas. David, very very much in on him. Yeah, he, he was he was my favourite tackle outside of the top two, outside of Penetial and Michonne Slater. You had him as a first-round pick, didn't you, going for yes, your boys? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I, was, and I, I was amazed he fell to us. I am not apologetic of that. And the thing I mentioned about Sam Cosme is the fact every, loads of people had him as a second-round pick, perfectly justifiable. I thought someone would fall in love with him. Same as Christian Barmore as well. I thought someone would think this is our guy. This is a guy we can really build around. He's played right tackle. He's played left tackle. He can do both. He's massive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I had him go into the charges at one point in, in one draft I was looking, but ultimately I think that was a bit too rich. So to get him in the second round, good value. Thrilled to bits. Thrilled to bits. He's going to the Chiefs in ours and pick 31. That's yeah. right. That's so he's not far behind. You had two picks in the third round because obviously uh, the 49ers gave you one for Trent Williams. So you used mm-hmm. that on Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback from Minnesota. How'd they say it? Minnesota. And then Diami Brown, the wide receiver from, from North Carolina. Another good yeah, interesting. there. And then John Bates, who I must confess, I don't know much about John Bates. Well, he, plays, he plays in Mountain West. I mean, if you know anything about him, quite frankly, I'd call, I'd call nonsense on that. There's no way you know anything about a, a, a tight end from Mountain West. He could turn out, he's going to be a guy, genuinely, he's going to be a guy who's going to turn out to be an all-pro. He's going to be brilliant, or he's not going to make it past training camp. That's genuinely what you're going to see from him. And his name's John Bates, so he's uh, nondescript, and you're going to forget his name in an instant. He's going to sell a million shirts. Just yeah. you watch. <laughs> <laughs> not not as many as our, our round six picks, Cameron Cheeseman. He is definitely going to sell I mean, shirts. That, and I that, that is sacrilege. That you didn't let him get picked up by the Packers. How much money have you yeah. cost that man in sponsorship deals, Paul? It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> is what you've got to say. N- NFC NFC title game last minute touch touchdown coming in, uh, you know p- playing randomly on the offensive line, opting in as an as a eligible receiver and catches a touchdown. That's what you want against the, <laughs> to Packer. beat the Packers. Yeah, it's so if, you, if you're if you're gonna draft, 
a long snapper. It's got to be someone with a name like Cameron Cheeseman, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, got to be. Right. You couldn't take a John Bates as a long snapper, could you? It had to be a Cameron <laughs> Cheeseman. <definitely. laughs> I love it. So, I mean, yeah, sorry, you were going through the list. Before no, well, I, I delved Eric in and got Forrest was a great pickup in round five for you from Cincinnati, the safety. I mean, he's huge. Yeah. He's really athletic. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll take away big tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I love that move there. You've already got some help in free agency. You brought in... Um, Willie Jackson from the Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a first round pick for them. And obviously Benjamin St. Juicy just drafted. Got Kendall Fuller on the other side. Um, about uh, Shaka Tony, the, uh, the Geordie from Penn State. <laughs> I, just, I just hear a Geordie accent whenever I hear Shaka Tony. Shaka, it's, it's his lop, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah. Doing yeah. That no, Shaka Tony. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, well, he's, he's kind of versatile. He, he's got a defensive end and sort of linebacker pedigree to him. And again, it's just it's a it's a depth play that I think, and I, I you know the last one Dax, yeah, was it Dax Mill? I, Dax I don't Milne. know a lot about him, but it, it's filling out our wide receiver. Room. Like the thing I like, you know nothing about the two hundred and fifty eighth pick in the draft. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. It's like I've almost done no research for this and just, uh, <laughs> just spent the last hour trying to get Zoom to work. But, if you can get you, you've picked up three seventh rounders, you can get one of those to work. You've got to be happy with that. Happy days. Yeah, you, you, you're right. I mean, I heard what you said on the last pod. You know, you're into the 15 percenters here, aren't you? And if yeah. if they do work, then great, then great. But I like, you know, it's it's, it's nicely balanced. It's five defence, it's four offence, and it's one um, special team to there, you know. Future, and future Hall of Famer. It, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Cameron, Cameron Cheeseman. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When, when, you know, I was sat watching round one, when it, it came to us, it was the position I was expecting, but it wasn't the name I was expecting by, by any stretch. But um, yeah. I, I, you've got to go back a little bit and say what I was saying about how I like about the way they've gone about the draft this year. There's been nothing coming out of Washington. I mean, the, the poor journos who have to fill all this content for the local podcasts and papers in Washington <laughs> have just been scrabbling around, basically making up all sorts of cock and ball to try and get anything out there at the minute. And none of it makes the slightest bit of sense and reading all the fans forums the day before I think it was every name under the sun including I think one guy said we should give away the White House to get Aaron Rodgers but I mean <laughs> you know there was everything coming out of there but but no one no one mentioned Jamon Davis no but the thing about it is and again my, my, my initial thought was if Bruce Allen had done this what would the fan base think but if you scratch beneath the surface, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. They've they've still got that haunting of the Haskins, of the Perrine, of Docton, where they just went in and picked a load of dafties, basically, for want of a yeah. better word. It feels like he's done his due diligence on this guy. This guy is switched on. He's a hard worker. He's got all the attributes he wants. And look, if Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio and Steve Ross don't know linebackers, then I don't know who does. You've got to trust yeah. him eventually. This guy, this is this is where I like to do a bit doubt. I listened to the Washington Talk podcast straight away after the um, after the draft on uh, Thursday, Thursday night, Friday morning. I listened, mm-hmm. and they interviewed Jamin Davis straight away. And this guy, he 
in the middle of the interview, he cut it short to say, look, guys, I've got to go to bed now because I'm going to work tomorrow. And I think that says everything you want to know about the guy because <laughs> round for a penny, I bet you Johnny Manziel didn't do that. When he <laughs> I'm woken sure. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's going, he's going to work. He was going to work on a line of strippers. That's what Johnny Manziel yeah. was going to work. <laughs> exactly. his, his, yeah, his, line, his line was a, a different definition. But yeah, so I mean, mm. you know, I'm quite impressed with that. You know, and he's got a military background, which is it's just he just reeks of Rivera. Everything that Rivera would want is in this guy. And look, you if you're prepared to work and you've got you know the athleticism that he's got, you know, what is he six foot three, two hundred and twenty three pound or something daft like that. He's played across all the linebacker positions. Um, he's going to fill any hole for us, essentially. You're only going to learn behind that front four that we put together last year. And I just, yeah, I think it's a really sensible pick. It was a big need. Rivera was bleating on last year about a linebacker play. He was really unhappy with it. Um, you know, we've lost Kerrigan uh, and we lost uh, somebody else, didn't we? In, we yeah, lost Lewis. Uh, Pierre Lewis, uh, who's decided to go and finish his career in Houston. And um, yeah. Ryan Anderson was a back. He's gone as well, isn't he? So there's quite a few guys. It was, it was a definite need. So yeah, I, I was I was happy with it. I was going to say, I'm not just the draft. Obviously, your free agency. You've had a few players come in. Curtis Samuel, obviously, mm-hmm. from the Panthers was a Rivera steal. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick's mm-hmm. come across from the Dolphins as your quarterback, who yeah. I'm assuming is going to be starting uh, come next season. Darrell Roberts, cornerback so. from the Lions. Lamar Miller, running back, was re-signed, and Adam Humphreys came across from the Titans at wide receiver. You've, only, yeah. I mean, you've got rid of Ronald Darby to the Broncos at cornerback and Jeremy Sprinkle, who's got one of the best names at tight ends, gone to the Cowboys. Fabian <laughs> well, Moreau, who was now, a right pick as well, went to the Falcons at cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But it, it made I mean, the Fitzpatrick thing made sense because it, it, it allowed us just pause. It was a big question hanging over the franchise without question, but it just allowed us to pause and it just mm. gave us that freedom to go into this draft and pick who he wanted. And I think the coach has got who he wanted. You know, you read a lot of analysis about, yeah, Bates, Forrest, were they a bit of a stretch? Well, do you know what? Maybe, maybe St. Juice was a bit of a stretch as well, but the guy has got who he wants. And there's a theme running through all of these guys, maybe Cosme aside, that he's got athletic guys who were team captains in college. And again, just read a little bit about them. None of these guys have really peaked in college. It feels like they've, they've got really good potential, high ceilings. And, you know, it looks like he's put a bit of faith in his, his coaching team to develop these guys. That's why I said it feels like a draft for the ages. It feels like one we're going to, you know, we're almost filling some of the awkward contract conversations we could be having this time next year with, with guys who um, who be ready to play by then. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, I, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I, I, if I'd given you a list of, if you'd put a gun to my head, I'd been involved in your... Uh, mock draft the positions I come up with match almost identical with what what he went through we definitely need mm. linebacker we needed some o, o, O-line help uh, defensive backs were needed uh, and again there's there's whispers that Landon Collins is actually going to move to linebacker so St. Juice could fill in at, at safety although he's listed as a cornerback it looks like he could he could drop in there um, okay. so again that, that might be one to just, just keep an eye on yeah um, uh, and again, you know, for that, Rivera isn't finished today. He says there's still four slots to fill. So we'll see what's coming next. I am trying not to be like a child, but I am excited by Gianni Brown. He just, he, he just, yeah, he's good. It's about it's the same pick, roughly, give or take five or six, where we got Terry McLaurin. And, you know, he just, now <laughs> you've got a court. <laughs> no, maybe. But, uh, now we've got a, a, a quarterback who can actually throw it. 
you know, you've got a guy who can get down the field. He looks quite good under the deep ball. Maybe he's not quite the sort of big outsider we wanted, but, you know, if we can get down the field with him, then fantastic. Let's widen it out a little bit then to the rest of the NFC East. Um, we asked Mark, obviously, who 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 is his biggest threat coming into next season. We'll ask the same thing for you, Paul. You, you Your mm-hmm. team actually managed to win the NFC East last year, despite having a losing record. Um, out of the other teams, that once the, now the draft is over, who are you most uh, scared of facing come next year in your division? Oh, God, it's a, it's a funny one with M3, isn't it? I mean, mm. it, it, I think the division's got stronger. I mean, it really couldn't get any worse, could it? Let's be frank. Um, I, I think you've got to look at Dallas because, you know, they've got the offence, definitely. And, you know, they lost a lot last year. And what was it, six straight picks on defence this year? I mean, I bet they had to shot Jerry in a, a cupboard somewhere in order to, to make that happen. But... Um, I mean, it did make me laugh when uh, <laughs> they missed out on the the, the two say uh, cornerbacks, didn't they? When it went to to, yeah. to Denver and Carolina, unlocked by the, they basically they handed Devonta Smith, didn't they, to the Eagles, and then realised for two picks that they had no one to cover him twice a year. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Dallas came out of it all right, if I'm honest. Um, Eagles clearly got a player in Smith, mm-hmm. but I just don't. I know they got quite. A lot of others, a lot of people are talking about it. I'm just not sure they really address the needs. They really do. And 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 Giants, to be honest, I always feel they might as well be auto drafting anyway. Um <laughs> I think it's cow I think it's cowboys for me. I think they're the ones who, who really could threaten and, and with the schedule we've got and the schedule they've got, I think they're the ones we need to look at. Okay. I think you're absolutely right. I think the Cowboys are in in key because what they've done is lost a middle-of-the-road quarterback and got back Dak, who is their franchise quarterback. As well as that, they filled needs on defense, which they absolutely needed. But when you're when you're improving at the quarterback position and you're picking one first, one second, three third, and two fourth, you expect the team to be significantly better. Um, mm. All mm. they need is a running back now to start picking up yards because they haven't had that in a yeah. year or so. They haven't. They haven't. No, I agree. And again, the, the giant, the Giants threw me a bit with theirs. I just, I, I didn't think that. I mean, I think they're, they're what they picked up from Chicago will be more interesting next year, depending on depending on what they do with it. But I wasn't sure about Tony. I didn't think that was a great pick. I thought they had that that area covered. Thought they had many other needs that needed addressed first. I mean, he's um, got their fifth best wide receiver. I don't, I don't get that no. at all. And there were Giants fans on the night that were going absolutely crazy at that at that pick. Aziz no. Ajilari is kind of a bit of a save for them in in round two, but yeah, they had five picks in the end. They they just seem yeah, I don't know. Gettleman's a weirdo anyway. So yes. as Punk said the other way, you know, if they picked up Ajilari in the first round in twentieth and then Tony fiftieth, you wouldn't be as mad. So, so no. I don't. No. I think it. I think it can be. Uh, sort of diluted by that but it's more for the Giants on what they did on free agency some of the names they picked up on free agency are brilliant but it's now it's all about how mm. good is Daniel Jones that's the key for their season forget everything else mm-hmm. if Daniel Jones is any good the cast that's been put around him they'll be a really good team if he turns out to be Pony. Daniel Jones uh, then, <laughs> then there's obviously going to be issues but the receiving core they've got the protection in, in the line that they've got as well I firmly believe that they've got one of the best, uh, potentially one of the best uh, offensive lines in the game. I think the depth that they've got at the position and the way that they're able to move them around, potentially brilliant. But it all depends on that quarterback position. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I without being too full of it, I, I, I feel with we're, we're us and Dallas are maybe like two seasons ahead of the Giants and the Eagles, and that that's it. it it's it's heading towards our time. And like I say, this draft for me is just just I think to coin a phrase. You, you used Jim actually when we had a sort of pre-draft 
uh, chat about it. It just feels like the revival is just heading in the right direction. We're just rolling on with that revival. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're taking it forward. Where, as I say, I'm, I'm, the Eagles will get there, possibly, uh, and then Smith is a player. But again, just just to hark back to to the, the cultural thing on, on at Washington. You know, Ron Rivera said he wanted pieces, not a piece. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's what he's got. And I think that's that is the way. Well, that's the way I believe teams build and build well, and that's uh, that's what I believe we've done. And I think that's the difference between us and maybe Philly this year is, is that they've got that piece. But yeah. I'm just not sure what else is, is really around him. If I'm Did honest. you see the video when uh, they drafted Milton Williams in the third? <laughs> when the scouts were yeah. having to pick up Milton Williams, I, yeah. I kind of agree with him to be honest. Why are they taking Milton Williams in the third? Uh, yeah. Wasn't I, I wasn't overly enamoured with the the Eagles picks after Devonta Smith, which is kind of a, a, a no brainer anyway, and they had to move up to get him. Uh, but it is interesting that no one in the NFC East picked a quarterback. It was all just strengthening what they've currently got and trying to, you know, grow the the overall team rather than uh, blow anything up. It was all it was all mm. adding on pieces rather than a, a rebuild from scratch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think they're, they're backing what they've, they've got in that in that sense. But I'd like to say I, I was high fiving when Philadelphia picked every time. If I'm honest, uh, suited me down the ground. <laughs> I wasn't for Steelers. But... <sighs> All right, yeah, boys. no, I can't wait to hear can't wait to hear what you had to say about uh, the Steelers. But uh, don't spoil that for me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I was just sorry I couldn't get Zoom working earlier for that reason. Oh no, that's all right, man. That's all right. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for coming on. And uh, yeah, no, thanks we'll for having me again soon, man. Thank you for um, doing your picks against Dave in the season, and, uh, well, and yeah, for listening, man. So thank you. I think I was the only one who lost to him, wasn't I? Last season. Oh no, no. Easy. <laughs> it's easily done. He does tend to fleek a few every every so often. <laughs> Yeah, broken clock is wrong. It was right twice a day, isn't it? The reason I lost was because I kept trolling Jim. I, I think you I did. picked the, the, the Steelers to lose every week for the first eight weeks just because I wanted to annoy Jim. Yeah. If I hadn't have done that, I'd have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the week Washington beat them, I don't think you went for us, did you? But, no, I didn't. No, I went for the Steelers. It's my fault. <laughs> I think I did as well, if the truth be known. Oh, well, listen, boys, thanks so much for having me. And yes, uh, keep, up, keep up the good work with the pod. And um, yeah, hopefully catch up with you all soon. All right. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, Cheers, man. Take care. All the best. Take it easy. Before we go on to Dave's patented quiz, are there any parts of the draft that we've kind of missed that you wanted to talk about? Any funny moments or real like bonehead moves that happened that we haven't really covered? The only thing really I wanted to bring to attention is the the Trey Lance pick at three. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't understand how people were suckered into thinking Mac Jones was honestly going to go three to the 49ers I mean I said this on the last pod and I'm not attempting to blame my own trumpet or anything but it was ridiculous right. to think that that was the case yeah uh, but yeah Trey Lance inspired pick there for the 49ers he gets a, a perfect place for him to go to sit for a year uh, and just learn the system or or, half or sit until yeah sit until Garoppolo uh, gets, gets injured in week yeah. three <laughs> guys I'm going to say this right I still don't think Zach Wilson was the right pick at two for the Jets I think they should have taken Justin Fields the body okay. of work is there. I, I just I worry about Zach Wilson. I saw one great yeah. season from him when he was playing nobody, and I want the Jets to get better. But I'm not sure that Zach. You know, hopefully, he turns out great. I don't, don't want anyone to be bad, but I'm just worried that he hasn't. You know, he's not really worthy of the number two overall pick. 
No, I I disagree with you that I never I don't want anyone to be bad. There are players I want to be bad, but he doesn't play for the Chiefs, so I wish him all the best because he's going to need it. Yeah, Jamar Chase, I I pulled for it at the time. Uh, he's Joe Burrow's best mate. They did amazing things in 2019 together at LSU. There's no reason to think that they can't do the same again this year. They addressed tackle later on in the draft, so that's still better than it was. Jalen Waddle's a, a risk for me for the Dolphins because. If he's healthy, he's Tyreek Hill, but you need to ensure he's healthier with a six overall pick. So I'm just a little bit worried with that one. And then Penny Sewell, probably the worst place he could have gone was yeah. the Detroit Lions because I don't trust them to train him and teach him the right way of, of playing offensive line. Uh, so, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what his future is going to be? Go on. He is going to be a fantastic free agency pickup to whoever gets him next. <laughs> yeah, his second team everyone... will love him. Yeah, because everyone's going to go, he's actually not that good. He was a bit of a bust. He's probably not great. Oh, wow. Then he's going to yep. go to his next team. His next team's going to be a decent team. He's not going to be on that much money. And all of a sudden, you're going to go, whoa, who is this guy? He's brilliant. He's fantastic. He's come out of nowhere. When actually, he's been great all along. He's just a bit rough in a diamond. So anyone who doesn't know, he's like, I think he's like 10 years old or something. He's ridiculously young. He's only had a couple <laughs> of years. About 20. He's... Uh, yeah, he's a physical freak. He's still growing. He's like Paul mm. Bunyan, but still growing. He's massive. So, but you just need someone who's going to um, help him develop his uh, finesse pass blocking, power pass blocking. He's absolutely fine. It's just his ability to move his feet and keep his hands straight without holding. It wouldn't surprise me if he leagues the lead and hold him for a couple of seasons as well. JC Horn was a great pickup for the Panthers, but I didn't see that happening. I didn't think they were going to go for a cornerback with their first over pick. I mean, Joker obviously fell down to the second. There were heart of the issues we, we didn't really take into consideration when we were doing our mock. Um, obviously, every front office seemed to take into consideration apart from the Browns in the second round. Um, but then, of course, the Broncos took Patrick Satan when they could have taken Justin Fields, which just I just love this because it stunlocked the Cowboys. And I just I wish I could have seen Jerry Jones's face when that second pick came in because he was like, "There's bound to be one of those two available." And you know who's, so you, you know whose face I want to see. You trade in division to the Eagles so they can get a, a slam dunk wide receiver in Devonta Smith. Beautiful, beautiful. And then the Bears move up with the Giants and get Justin Fields. A, a great move, a great move. If he pans out, it's going to be difficult in Chicago, but you know he's got a good chance. And then the Cowboys take Mike, Micah Parsons, who I think is overrated. Dave, you love him. Uh, I think it's good. And it allows the Chargers to take Rashawn Slater. I, I didn't think he was going to be available at that point, but he was. And so that's an absolute steal for the Chargers. That is just like when Derwin James fell down to them. That's how I feel this yeah. pick has gone for, for the Chargers. Maybe gets uh, the Jets, well, maybe. And then the Jets move up for Elijah Vera Tucker. We, that's one we did pick as the Jets' a second pick going Elijah Vera Tucker. I'm not sure they had to move up to get him. Maybe they thought something was uh, happening, but I even if you didn't get him, you could have got someone else. Uh, Wyatt Davis, maybe. Uh, uh, at guard and then Mac Jones just ending up at the Patriots is the most obvious thing that could have happened there as, as long as San Francisco didn't take Mac Jones then there was no one else that's going to take him apart from New England I don't want to go down the entire first round <laughs> is it you know Zayvon Collins was a kind of weird one for the Cardinals when they wanted cornerbacks but were the two best ones the, other, gone? the only other ones really to point out of the two that we got absolutely spot on later on which were the Caleb Farley going to the Titans and yeah. Travis Etienne linking up with um, Trevor Lawrence at the Jags. Yeah, again, a, a really obvious move there. I don't know why people were slamming on it so much, but you're bringing in 
a quarterback, you want to succeed straight away. You give him as much as possible to succeed straight away. They've got loads of pieces already there. So why not bring in his best mate, his safety blanket, in you know one of the, the top two running backs in the draft? Some said was the, the number one running back in the draft. So great. Kadarius Tony won the big whiffs. I think Alex Leverwood was a massive overreach for yourselves, uh, Punkin, at 17. Jalen Phillips was pretty inspired by the Dolphins at 18. Uh, yeah, other than that, Someone that doesn't want to go through every pick, you're going through an awful I'm, lot. Of I picks almost gone for everyone. I know, I know. Peyton Turner wasn't a great <laughs> pick, I don't think, for the Saints <laughs> in, the, in the first round. Anyway, it's a bit of a, a reach. Uh, yeah, I, I won't say anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Najee Harris anymore. But yeah, I just, yeah, it was a great first night. A lot of stuff went weird. But yeah, it was nice to see the, the teams moving around and getting kind of stunned. You think they've got all these 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 draft boards and you've got you should have infinite possibilities of what can happen. And they, some of them just seem to panic. Yeah. And it happens every year. It's, you know, it's, it's nothing new, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange how, like you say, you know, GMs and scouts and everything else can't, can't seem to predict exactly how boards will fall um, and have contingency plans in place. Mm. Maybe we should be GMing a team. <laughs> I'd trade them all for for a first round pick. I just go, just give me. You trade them all player. for a, a running back, wouldn't you? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Before we go, then let's let's have a, a patentive Dave quiz, shall we? We got time for that, Dave? Yeah, we have. So basically, the as we're all coming out of lockdown now, this is potentially one of the last pods we're going to have before lockdown sort of ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theme of lockdown is pretty much been home quizzing so we're gonna give a shot and uh i've been criticized for my quizzes being a bit too uh a bit too how do you say too vigorous <laughs> yeah a bit too vigorous so i've gone a bit light touch right okay now the way it goes is you're gonna have there's 10 questions and then one question at the end um which you can both level questions uh all right smart ass <laughs> wow advanced mathematics <laughs> from punk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job we don't work in financial services. So, um, the first one's going to be to Punk because he's a guest, and then it'll be to Jim, blah, blah, blah. If you if the other person gets it wrong, you can choose whether or not you want to steal it, okay? If you choose to have a go and you get it right, you get one point. However, if you get it wrong, you lose a point. Ooh. So you don't, have to, you don't have to have a go, but you can choose to if you would like to, okay? So if you don't have um, a go, you just get nothing. But you don't lose a point. No, 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 no. So if I ask, you take Punk, the risk. No, no, no. If I ask Punk uh, his question, he has to provide me with an answer. If he gets that wrong, Jim, you have the opportunity to oh, steal. Okay. However, you but don't if you get it wrong, you, you lose a point. Okay, exactly. that sounds you know unnecessarily complicated. If you get but... your question wrong, you don't have you don't have to go for it. Okay, so you don't lose question... a point. No, no, you don't lose. You don't lose no. anything. Let's question one: Which team? Which team allowed the fewest overall defensive yards last season? Fewest now, the smart thing, yards. the smart thing at this point isn't to go, I think it could be this team or this team or this team, because all you're doing at this point is giving Jim other possibilities that you go for. <laughs> what you could do is go, show us your work Bengals or someone else, because then you're not leading him on. I'm not so leading the... anybody on. I'm just thinking <laughs> fewest defensive. Fewest overall defensive yards. Is there a timer on this? Buffalo Bills. 
The Buffalo Bills is the incorrect answer. Now, Jim, you have the opportunity to try and steal if you want to, but if you do get it wrong, you lose a point. Los Angeles oh, minus numbers. The Rams, sorry. The, Los the Rams, Rams is the correct answer. Rams is the correct answer. So Jim gets one point. So Jim's on one, and Punk is on zero. So, <laughs> second question, Jim: Which team allowed the most overall defensive yards last season? So, last first question, we had the fewest. This one is the most defensive yards. Now, just while you're thinking about that, um, the Rams actually gave up only 282 yards per game last year. That's an outrageously good set. Um, very, very good. Defense. Far too many. Should be under 200 <laughs> to be an elite <laughs> under, defense. Under 200. Yeah. Um, so, which team allowed the most defensive yards last season? Oh, come on, Jim. Oh. It's so obvious. He's, wait, he's waiting for his internet to boost up so he can keep it. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to give you the bloody answer. Right, I think it's the Jaguars. You think incorrectly. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to steal and I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, minus one. (laughs) So the answer is actually the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell is really going to help them improve on that, though, isn't he? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, They averaged averaged a roundup, 420 yards a game. (laughs) Poor blimey. Okay, next question. Which playoff team allowed the most overall defensive yards? So who had the worst um, offense out of all of the playoff teams? Punk, this is your question. Hang on. So what what are you looking for? The team that allowed the most offensive yards? No, yeah, teams that allowed the most defensive yards or the opposition to get the most offensive yards, but only the playoff teams. I'm going to give you a clue. Um, I'm gonna. I'll do this same for you in a minute as well, Jim. It was the 28th worst overall, but they were a playoff team. Chicago. Incorrect. It's the. Oh, I almost said what oh. it is. <laughs> Jim, I'll give you the chance to steal. Do you want to steal? God, I don't think I want to. To be honest, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. No, I'm not leave one point from that. It's a tricky one. That one. Yeah, you giving up? I'm giving up. I think if I if I could do it, it without even putting a guess in, I'd say oh no, well, no. I was going to say the Dolphins, but they didn't make the playoffs. No, carry on. No, no it is the Titans of Tennessee, oh. which was a big surprise for me. Um, okay, so the next point on that: which non-playoff team allowed the fewest defensive yards? So, which non-playoff team was the best overall? And I'll give you a clue as well. They were the fifth best overall defense in terms of yards, but they were not a playoff team. So fifth best defense. This is my question, isn't it? This is your dead air really, really makes this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're all on on obviously on on Zoom so we can see each other, and you can just see the cogs whirring in Jim's head as he's (laughs) trying frantically (laughs) to press the buttons on Google without anyone. My hands are hit. You can see my fucking hands, right? Yeah, but oh, Jim's mastered oh. the art of typing with his toes. That's what it is. <laughs> like an ape. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. say the dolphins. Why not? You are incorrect. Would you like to steal, Punk? Uh, no, because I was also <laughs> going to say the dolphins. So, okay. no, I won't so the steal. answer is is a little bit obvious when you think about it. Good defense, not great, not great attacking, uh, whilst the San Francisco 49ers. Which makes sense when you think about it. But no, I, I get I've the too many injuries to have a good defense. So. 
Uh, yeah, but they also had Nick Mullins. So, yeah, he was throwing <laughs> the ball for the most of the season. All right. Um, okay, Punk. So, which player got the most sacks last season? Out of all, this is singular. Which player got the most sacks last season? Wow. Brain's gone. <laughs> who who was sack champion last season? Yeah. Uh, oh, my word. Yeah. This Shaq is, do you know what? I wouldn't have got this. The answer is not Shaq Barrett. Jim, do you want to jump in? If I say it and it's wrong, I lose a point, don't I? And there's only one point in this you, game so yeah. far. So, yeah, there's only yeah. one point here. If you say it and you get it wrong, you lose a point. I can't say it then. I can't say it. No. Do it. Your mug. It's TJ Watt. It's your own player. You should be Watt. ashamed of yourself. Yeah, do you know what? If you got that wrong, sorry, I was going to take five I'm points sorry. off you. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Jim. Which player got the most interceptions last season? Xavier Howard. It was Xavier Howard. Um, that was the only question I was worried about putting in because it felt a bit easy. But uh, <laughs> okay, well, easy, that one. Amazing how he got it, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just the way it fell, man. I, uh, yeah, no just worries. the way it fell. <laughs> question seven: Who scored the most touchdowns last season? Ground and air. So this is in what terms of the receiver, not. Yeah, well, granted, it's just whoever scored the most touchdowns. It's not including quarterbacks, though. So it's actually the re- the person who received it or ran it in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can give you the total if you like. Go on. 21 ground and air touchdowns in total. Who was the artiste? Who scored them? I'm going to say Devontae Adams. You would be incorrect. It's not Devontae oh. Adams. Jim? Well, I can afford to have a go at this. I'll say Aaron Jones. You would be wrong. Oh. So now you, you lose a point. It's actually Alvin Kamara. Which uh, I wouldn't go. He got six one. But he had that six one game, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Damn you, Alvin. Yeah. Um, but he was like third or fourth in um, terms of rushing and then sort of fifth or sixth in terms of air just because he received so many yards through short passes. Um, question eight. Jim, this one is yours. Which quarterback had the most passing yards last season? This feels like it should be an easy one. <laughs> Tom Brady. You can see the stressing, stressing Jim's face. You're going for Tom Brady. Yeah. Wrong. That's not correct. Punk, you're currently on minus one. I mean, <laughs> bravo. Um, Jim is two points ahead. Go on. So... I'll go for it. I'm going. Do it. Deshaun Watson. Boom. Do you know what? Oh. I didn't think you were going to get that. That is a shout and a half. Well done. Um, I mean, genuinely, I'm properly impressed with that because I, I wouldn't. You could have given me a year and a million pound of government funding, and I wouldn't have come up with a name to Sean Watson. In all honesty. <laughs> um, okay, question nine, Punk. This one's to you. Which receiver had the most yards last season? So this is only receiving yards. I can give you the total if you would like. Yeah, give me the total. So, total receiving yards was 1,535. I mean, that is a good old chunk of change. 1,500 receiving yards. I want to say Justin Jefferson, but I think he's only got the rookie. He did win rookie of the year, so you're right with that. No, I know he won rookie of the year. I don't know if he was NFL. I'll go with it anyway. Justin Jefferson. Wrong. I wasn't Justin Jefferson. Jim, do you want to pitch in? Devontae Adams. You're only one ahead. Oh, you lose a point. Do it I was really? 
Yeah, it's Stefan Diggs. <laughs> really that put you... Wow. A Buffalo Bills yeah. wide receiver. I should have known. Should have known. Yeah. Always. Bills wide receiver. <laughs> I and uh, question 10. And I, I regret putting this in there, to be honest, because I think Jim's going to know it. But I was running a little low in terms of questions. Um, who won Coach of the Year last year? So, Jim, this is yours. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's Kevin Stefanski. Correct. Steven, Kevin Stefanski. So, uh, Browns were 11 and 5 last year. First time they won 11 games since 1986. I mean, that's terrible. Mm. And it's also the first time they won a playoff game since 94 when Bill Belichick was the head coach. So, that puts Jim on one point. Is that it? I thought um, it was on two. After. No, you had it. You had yeah, you two. One, I gave. I, I took a couple ones. of shots. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's worth doing that. Okay, so the net, the last bit, the bonus round. Now, this is worth five points, making basically what you've done now completely pointless. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, I, I was expecting you to be on a lot more points. I mean, this might as well be worth one point. It makes no difference. Um, so you both got two lives. Winner okay. takes all. Yeah, winner takes all. You both got two lives, and what you've got to do between you is pick the top six quarterbacks. In the NFL last season, based on their QBR, so that's their quarterback rating. So top six in total. Top six, top five. Well, how Sorry, are we supposed to do five. this? Well, you, you go first, Jim, because you won you won the quiz. So you, basically, you get a stab. And if you get one wrong, you lose a lot. Oh, sorry, family fortune. Okay, so, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was number one. Absolutely. So that's one point for you, Jim. Thank you. This is a maximum of five points available. That's what I meant. Um, Punk, your turn. So what am I going off? QBR. Yes. QBR, top five quarterbacks based on Patrick QBR. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is correct. He's second. So um, Aaron Rodgers was first, as Jim said. He had 84.4. Patrick Mahomes is 82.9. So you've got the top two on the board, which is good. Jim, your go. Thomas Brady. Tom Brady is not on the board. Oh, so you're now me. leading. You're leading 2-1. To be fair, he had a shocking first half of the season, didn't he? Yeah, so, he did. Yeah, I thought he pulled yeah, up. And he also he had a couple of those bad games where they only ran it like three times as well, and his QBR was like twelve yeah. or something stupid like that. Um, okay. okay, it's punk. Top two have gone. Oh, Jesus, um, down by one point. Who was good last year? Josh Allen. Josh Jeez, Allen's he's got the leading third. receiver. Josh Allen is third, 81.7. So now we're on two points each. So it's it's a draw. See, this is a good quiz after all, after all you bitching. (laughs) We could have just done this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the first bit was funny. What games is the sample size of this, Dave? Uh, This is regular season. This is the entire regular season, yeah. So we're looking for number four and number yeah, five. Your QBR is a These are the ones on more games. Oh, here he goes. Here Deshaun he goes. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. What a Deshaun shout. Watson is incorrect. Ooh. Not Deshaun Watson. Punk. Currently level. It's two all. I'm going to stick with playoff teams, I think. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees mm. is the fifth player overall. Oh, oh hello. Punk is winning. Hello. Winning, I tell you. <laughs> Haven't seen a collapse like this since every Falcons game last season. <laughs> uh, <I'm telling> you, <laughs> the best you can do now, Jim, is draw. 
So you're looking for the fourth overall player based on their QBR. What say you? Uh, I'll say Kirk Cousins. I mean, okay. What we've just seen is Jim hang his entire hopes on Kirk Cousins. I mean, no. Of course it's not Kirk Cousins. (laughs) No, it's not Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson got rookie of the year. He's got some good receivers there. Dalvin Cook. It's not not terrible. Sometimes he gets sneaky good stats. You don't, don't, don't. Yeah, Religion. might as well have said Drew Locke. No, that's wrong. This whole two lives thing's gone out the window somewhat as well. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, <laughs> okay, Punk, uh, for your chance to fully steal it, which you're probably not going to because this is a bit of a random one, but go on, fourth overall. What's your guess? Yes, QBR. Who have we had so far? Who have we said that? No, we first overall was Rogers, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Aaron Rodgers. Second was Patrick Mahomes. Third was Josh Allen. And fifth was Drew Brees. We're looking for that fourth. There's people shouting at their mobile phones right now. I'm sure there probably are. Uh, uh, He's he's not doing a lot of throwing and getting high percentage stuff. Ryan Tannehill. Correct. Oh, I was going to say, God damn it. Was he six? I mean, the only three he knows nine his times offense. <laughs> yeah. No, he's fourth overall. So what we've seen is I win. End is, of. Yeah, Punk wins four points to two after, after not made, after not getting a single question right in the main quiz. Well, this is think, I think I think I was minus one at the end of the main quiz, wasn't I? <laughs> no, I think you were just level. I think oh, you got, I got level. I got back to level. You got you got Deshaun Watson. You got Deshaun Watson. See? There you go. Nice go round in par and then take it in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you basically in done is gone. Yeah, you, you've gone through <laughs> and basically you've hit an albatross on the final hole. You've done a hole in one of <laughs> the par five and taken the whole tournament. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It Never does matters matter. when you Thanks, do, does it, Jim? Thanks, Only matters Dave. when you win. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Before we go, we've got to say some thanks to some people. Uh, so Lou, Paul, Will, Adam, Phil, Helen, Martin, Bradley, Andy, Mike, Kansas Mike, John, Tim, Barry, all combined to help beat Dave in the picks Whatever. versus Dave. So thank you so much, guys, for doing that. Thanks to uh, Kimmy, to Nick, to Philly Sai. Our brother in a, another city that hopefully we'll get on a bit more often next year. And mostly to my two compatriots over here, Punk, Dave. It's been emotional. Thank you very I much mean, for, bad, for doing this. It's a bad time you said me. I've been here every week. I've been useless know. most of the time, but I've been here every week. <laughs> we've kept the fires burning. We had the King's abdication, but uh, I think we've kept it going pretty well. Um, hopefully you're enjoying listening to it. Uh, jimtheking.com at jimtheking at denverdave30 at punk underscore raider we're going to go take a break now a long long break and we'll have to make some decisions about what we're doing next season but certainly enjoyed all of our time doing it over the last I'm, five years so, I'm yeah. going to put it out there um, that we should start the trend of naked podcasts <laughs> oh my god all yeah. right. thanks lads this is my last one take yeah. it easy but that's not something I need to see I did not co-sign this <laughs> I've 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 been scarred enough over the years. I don't need to be seeing you naked, Dave. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, 
yeah thank you so much everyone for being part of it and for listening in uh but yeah until next time i've been jim that's been deva dave that's been punk radio and thank you so much for listening (laughs) 